Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. Canada Post Insight is a magazine for marketing thought leaders and a showcase for its leading practitioners. Each issue of Insight brings you innovative marketing ideas for inciting action. Read Insight now and sign up for a free subscription at canadapost.ca forward slash Insight Magazine. A real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host, Rivers Corbett, on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes google play music and wherever else you listen to podcasts you know one of the great things i love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them and that's why i started go forth garage go forth garage is all about providing you with the resources the coaching the mentorship the programs to help you in your business just check us out at goforthgarage.com. That's goforthgarage.com. This is Lyndon Johnson, founder and general manager of Comsbar. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show where entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast lean in and listen to the people doing really cool, impactful things in driving the entrepreneurship ecosystem forward. And today's guest is just one of those rock star guys, a good buddy of mine, uh, Lyndon Johnson. He's the founder and CEO of Toronto based communications and public relations company, Comms Bar, a walk-in communications clinic located in downtown Toronto. Lyndon helps entrepreneurs to build, test, and measure relations and marketing to find commercially viable strategies for their businesses. Comms Bar works kind of like an Apple Genius Bar, which is kind of cool, only providing strategic advice and guidance on public relations, marketing, and publicity when entrepreneurs need it. Lyndon is also the inventor of the Lean Communications methodology, which we're going to talk about today, and, of course, the author of the soon-to-be-published book, The Lean Communications Playbook. Sorry, he's the inventor of the Lean Communications methodology, and the book is The Lean Communications Playbook. Dude... Welcome, well, welcome back. We've talked before, we've talked many times since, but uh, it's great to have you on the show again, the Startup Canada podcast show. 
Thank you. It's great to be back. I was trying to figure out how long ago it was that we last spoke, and then I got depressed, so I didn't kind of pursue it. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, it was at least two years ago. You were one. Of, I think you were one of the original um, uh, lineups that we talked about, and uh, of course, we've continued to have our great friendship and and uh, connection. So it's very cool. So I want to. I've, I've always been interested in the name Comms Bar. Can you can you kind of like I, I I get the essence of the Apple Genius Bar and so on, but the whole concept behind Comms Bar and the name Comms Bar, pretty novel. I mean, I always say you zag. You best win the game when you zag when everybody else zigs. And man, you are zagging with this model. And that's really where the name came from. Uh, the problem that I started with was how do you make public relations and marketing work for entrepreneurs? And part of that was how do you deliver it? If you're not going to do what most agencies do and charge retainer fees and have a standard set of activities that you get in return for paying that money, how do you actually deliver it? How do you do it when businesses, business models for startups, for small businesses are changing day to day, week to week, month to month? And so mm -hmm. the things that you do now are not necessarily relevant down the line in a week or a month's time. And so the bar was kind of the obvious way of doing it. It was having like a genius bar where entrepreneurs can come and ask questions. They can get practical support and will help them to understand what's going on so that there's also knowledge transfer. Uh, and then when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, well, you know, if Steve Jobs was naming this, if the marketing was something that he was thinking about, what would he call it? And comms bar just seemed to make sense. And, and uh, um, a technical question here is, is when I see comms.bar, which is your website address, how did you get the .bar? Did it exist? Did you do it in a certain unique way? Because another organization that I know about is called Clarity.fm, and I didn't know how do you get .fm. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah, they, there are domains out there, and sometimes they're in obscure uh, places that we don't tend to think of. Everyone tends to think of .co.uk or .com.au for Australia or .com being kind of the global um, domain ending for, for websites. And when I was looking, it was figuring out whether or not, one, it existed, and two, whether I met the criteria for it. Some uh, countries have specific uh requirements that your your business has an entity or is based in that country in order to get the domain ending. Dot bar was something that was launched for the hospitality industry. So when people see it, ah. the first thing is they think I run a bar or a nightclub. Yeah. So it, it happened to exist. I also have commsbar.com as well, which both point at the same uh, the same space at a Very hosting cool. company. Very cool. So well, look, let's dive into the lean communications methodology and the framework behind it. Can you uh, can you can you take us on that journey? Yeah, so the methodology really is a, a way for entrepreneurs to find the PR and marketing strategies that work. The question that gets asked all the time online is what's the best PR or what's the best marketing strategy for my business? And so the methodology really is a way for entrepreneurs to be able to figure that out. Um, it's a way that they can find the strategy that delivers commercial impact, which is really what this should all be about and to understand why they work or why they don't work uh, so that they can repeat the ones that deliver a commercial benefit and not repeat the ones that don't. Mm. 
Mm, I love it. I love it. And so where are you, where are you, uh, where are you kind of uh, taking this into the future and how, well, first of all, how has it evolved for you in regards to uh, working with your clients at the bar and uh, where you plan on taking it into the future? Well, it started as a way primarily for me and the other specialists at the bar to be able to identify where an entrepreneur is at any given time. So they walk in with a problem and it, it started as a way to capture key information so that with the experience that, that we all have, we can look at the situation really quickly and say, so this looks like it's the area that is causing the problem. I guess when you go into a, a walk-in clinic, you know, for medical purposes, they're kind of going through a process of identifying what the potential cause might be. So this was really a way for us to be able to do that. And it's evolved into something now that has become a way for entrepreneurs to be identify things that don't look right and to do a lot of the work themselves and only come to us when they really have a problem. It's also, though, been a way to overcome one of the big problems that we kind of envisaged at the start was that trying to tell entrepreneurs that the way they think something should work isn't the right way of doing it can right. be a difficult conversation. But what's happened as a result of having the canvases that make up the framework, the, the kind of methodology is, um, you know, designed to 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 kind of actually achieve. Entrepreneurs are now looking at the information that they're filling in and saying, this doesn't look right. I don't know what the right way of doing it is, but I can see the way I thought was the way that I needed to go actually isn't going to work or it, it looks like there's going to be a problem with it. So they're coming to us saying, okay, I need this as an outcome. I really don't know Right. How to approach it. Right. But I already know that the preconceived ideas that I had about solving it are, are probably not right. Yeah. Well, I, th I think uh, that's the that's the smart entrepreneur. And we we it's funny it's funny you know how when I look at the journey of an entrepreneur, uh, I see so many young startups, and they could be the age of eighty two. It doesn't really matter that it's really the the beginning of that journey. And and just because they they start their business, they instantly have this confidence. I know what to do. And it's like no, you don't know what to do. You think you know what you do because you got a business card and now a, a website that you just go out and play in the game. And so it's really great that you've got customers coming to you and saying, I know what I want the end result to be, but I just don't know how to get there. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a, a dream, I think, of, of anybody in your business because they're willing to sit back and take the guidance rather than uh, do it the other way. It's really where it started as well. So kind of the, the whole business started when I moved to Canada um, in 2010, 2011, and Lean Startup book had just come out. And obviously, Alex Osterwalder's business model generation, uh -huh. so the two things came uh -huh. out around the same time. And it was at the point where I was starting to think about, if I know there's a problem, how do I fix it? Right. And the kind of the, the fundamental premise of that is fall in love with the problem, not with the solution. Right. And right. that's kind of where I started thinking, okay, so I know what the problem is, but I don't necessarily know what it looks like from an entrepreneur's perspective. I know that there's issues around um, getting accessible uh, advice because you've got to pay a retainer fee in order to get help if you go the traditional agency model, which doesn't work for a lot of startups and small businesses. I know there's kind of a transparency issue where people don't really understand what PR companies do. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors in, in some cases. Uh -huh. And so it was about understanding 
you know, the problem and then trying to envisage what that looked like from an entrepreneur's perspective. And I mean, the framework that we developed is essentially a set of decision-making tools. And we've used both Lean Startup methodology and um, Alex's uh, business model canvas to kind of figure out what the business looks like and then develop the tools that we needed in order to to make it work. And uh-huh. you know, what we've created is a method with a framework and tools that helps entrepreneurs make smart decisions about PR and marketing so that even if they think they know the answer, the framework actually will enable them to test it. And they may be right. Yeah. But if they're not, it kind of then presents stuff that enables them to identify that right. and then find the best way forward. Yeah, I love it. You, Lyndon, dude, you just pronounced that guy's last name, Alex, the guy that did the business. What's it? How do you pronounce yeah. his last name? Uh, Osterwalder, as far as I know, but uh, Alex, Alex can correct me. My, my, my German was never that good at, at school. So, Well, I'm a big fan of the business model canvas and in my role as the EIR for New Brunswick, I, we spend a lot of time training entrepreneurs and that's been that, that tool and I can never get his last name right. So I'd love to have it just rolled off your tongue, man. That's, that's brilliant. Um, so what's the difference, if there is any, between the lean communications methodology and and the Lean Communications Playbook. So the Playbook is a book that I've written that basically sets out everything I've done over the last few years. One of the core values uh, of the business that I, I kind of established right at the start was was transparency, so that entrepreneurs can actually understand how it works, so that they can do as much of it as they can on their own, or as much as it, much as as much of the work as they want to, um, without requiring external support. And so the playbook is really uh, a book that is in two parts, two sections. The first is an overview of the methodology and kind of giving people a a summary of the framework. And Mm -hmm. the second half is a workbook. So you can actually read the first half and then go straight into the second half and start working so that you can understand and and kind of learn and uh, and kind of get started working on real business challenges and and developing strategies that you can test independently or you know if you need help the comms bar specialists are there to help and how are you uh, how are you going to take that let's just take uh, let's take your own methodology uh, and your own playbook for the playbook what's uh, what's your plans on bringing it to uh, to market well it's something that uh, People have asked me for years, and it's been something I've been working on for quite a long time. I have a couple of things that, uh, if they work in the way that I think, uh, will actually uh, result in in the book being published. I always describe entrepreneurship as being a marathon, and I've run the 26 miles. (laughs) I I, I now think I'm in the final 365 uh, yards of the first lap of the marathon. I always explain to my mother that this isn't about stopping. It's not about getting to a point and and it's done. This is about getting to the finish line of the first lap and starting the second lap and hoping that the second lap is a good deal faster than the first one. But it's been around uh, testing. It's been using both the the lean... uh, methodology that kind of Eric's uh, set out in his book and that's used by entrepreneurs around the world now and and Alex's business model. I mean, um, using those to kind of set the direction. And then I've been using my tools to build relationships with the right people to understand what actions I need them to take in order to get the outcome that I want and to make them aware of certain things at certain times so that I'm kind of promoting the first two bits to to build a relationship with the right people to a point where it becomes actionable and then ultimately to to convince them, to compel them to take the action that I'm hoping they're going to take, which uh, if everything goes to plan will result in the book being available on bookstore shelves 
certainly in Canada and North America within the next 12 months. And I'm hoping it will be something that uh, I'll be able to go back to the country that I grew up in, the UK, and uh, see it on on shelves there too. That's awesome, dude. Um, Lyndon, what uh, you know, your business is one of uh, of not being able to see immediate gratification from a sales perspective right away. It takes cultivation, nurturing, and then ultimately harvesting. Um, what uh, how how do you balance that off with a client? And this is an immediacy world where you say, okay, um, look, you've got to understand this is a long term play, but also I've got some short term strategies that we can do to give you some some of that immediate gratification. Do you do you have, do you offer that as part of the uh, as, as as part of the the lean communications methodology, or it's just it is what it is, and you're going to have to just trust in the system. It's going to give you what you need. No, no, it's absolutely something that's baked into to the way that we work and to you know the framework and methodology that we've developed. One of the big frustrations with the traditional approach is that that's exactly what they say. Well, you know, we can't quantify the value, but you're just going to have to believe us at some point there is. The other thing is that when you're charging five, 10, I've heard recently $20,000 a month in order to do a predetermined set of activities that are not necessarily designed to deliver any specific outcome. I don't know how you deliver value on that. At right. 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 a month, most agencies want you know three, six, 12 month uh, guarantees. Uh, you're uh. looking at a quarter of a million dollars, half a million dollars you know, before you before you even break even, let alone uh. the time that's invested managing an agency, all of the trust and, and how you make that work. So the model that we have and the bar and the framework and methodology essentially enable us to work in that way is about solving problems and delivering value in you know, anywhere between 30 and 90 days. I mean, yeah. in, a lot of ca- in a lot of cases, the solution is actually the value by the time entrepreneurs leave comms bar. We've kind of given them enough value to justify whatever they've paid for it. And all of our prices, as you know, are transparent. So everybody pays the same. 15 right. minutes is uh, 70 bucks. You know, half an hour is 110 and an hour of uh, time with a comms bar specialist is 199. We can demonstrate value on that often before they've left the bar, but Mm. certainly within 30 to 90 days, because we ask the first question, what is the outcome? What are we trying to fix? What's the problem we're trying to help you find a strategy to overcome? Um, If we don't understand that, which a lot of PR companies don't even ask, we can't add value. But if we understand what it is, we can deliver value very, very quickly. And because of the way that we charge, it's easy to be able to demonstrate value on 70 bucks or 200 bucks. I love it. It does it. Is is it? Does the bar actually work that? What's it's a drop in, um, or you know, what's the what's the the process of your clients connecting to you initially? Initially, so it, it can work in in a number of different ways. Um, they can actually walk in and see us. We're based in. Uh, it's a new concept, which when I saw it at the end of last year was like somebody's finally done what I've been hoping somebody <laughs> would do for years. Yes. Um, Staples, Staples is, is essentially making a transition from a company that everybody sees as being uh, where they go to get their office supplies to a company that's actually supporting entrepreneurs build businesses. Mm, and mm. in downtown Toronto, they opened a flagship store which has a co-working space in the back and um, also has a a presentation area so uh, I'm a member of that I was one of the founder members and it enables entrepreneurs to walk in off the street and if they have a problem they can come get help 
today. There are people there that can help them if they want to book an appointment because they don't need it today, but they need help next week or they know that there's a point at which they're going to need help and they want to guarantee that they can talk to somebody, then they can book online and uh, then come see us and you know, it's set up so they can pay online ahead of time and you know come in at the uh, the agreed time and, and, and we'll help them. But it works in both ways. Um, in some cases, we've worked with incubators, accelerators, with um, economic development groups and going in and doing group work. So we'll book a half day or a day and we'll go in and work with the companies that um, are associated with the organization um, and do it that way. But it works as a genius bar the same way you would use a genius bar. You can use comms bar. Yeah, really. I mean, you had to be a, um, a leader, uh, the innovator in that space as it relates to uh, communications and, and public relations. Is that fair to say? I would think so. Um, I don't like to put labels on kind of people and what I've done, but um, I think that it's certainly an innovative way of doing it. And I think yeah. that my industry didn't uh, fully understand it. I'm not sure they, they, they fully understand it now, but uh, <laughs> there are a couple of things, a couple of things that I'm working on right now that uh, I'm hoping to be able to unveil in the next kind of couple of months. Um, I think could, could put that tag on me by other people, not, not kind of self-appointed tag. Love it. So Tell us about um, tell us about you, the entrepreneur, and some of the um, some of the scars that you've had in building your business, and how you've dealt with you know those those um, uh, battle wounds, if I could call it. You know, there's um, there's a there's a, a great, I think, an increased discovery around having people celebrate their challenges and journey of an entrepreneur. And so that's what I want to do is celebrate your, your challenges and how, uh, how you think they can ultimately help our audience. Yeah, well, I think one of the major battle scars that I have is a lack of sleep. I think at some point <laughs> I'm going to kind of have to heal the wounds and, and uh, spend some serious time in bed. But uh, it, I'm slightly older than most of the entrepreneurs that I come into contact with, I'm in my kind of mid to late forties now. So I think that part of the life experience that I've had has given me a slightly different perspective on being an entrepreneur. I think that uh, it's, I, I understood at the start, it wasn't something that was going to be an overnight success. I've always loved the the quote, and I, I don't know um, who to attribute it to, but I, I see it often online that, um, entrepreneurship's a, a, a marathon. Um, it's a journey. It's not about, you know, kind of the fast turnaround. Um, and it's, it's, it's certainly been that. So I, I was prepared for it. And, and there's the other, the other quote that people talk about is that um, overnight successes take seven to 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. on that basis, I'm kind of just on track. I'm, you know, the, the pace <laughs> that I set was, was pretty good. I think one of the other things is doing something like this. Uh, it, People don't understand it initially and they're critical of it because they don't understand it and they don't understand the work that's going on behind the scenes to be able to justify it. And because you can't necessarily show everything that you're working on in part because you're still working on it and it wouldn't make sense well, it doesn't make sense to you sometimes, let alone making sense to try and explain it to somebody else. Right. I think that's been one of the challenges that I've had is trying to explain the vision in my head with all of the things that I've been going on. I mean, I, I run experiments every day, every week, every month, and they're going on all in tandem and on the office wall that I have. Okay, explain, explain that some more. Yeah, explain that some more, Lyndon. I think that that's a really interesting approach to business and your life, that you run experiments pretty well every day. What does that mean? 
so the whole uh, lean starter methodology is about kind of letting the market um, determine whether or not something is valid or not, being able to validate assumptions. And so building a startup is all about a series of assumptions that you think are correct, but are not necessarily so. And the only way that you figure out whether or not they are is to validate them. And the process is running experiments. It's uh. kind of figuring out whether um, the business model works to figure out whether the pricing structure is correct, figuring out whether people use the same words or whether they'll understand the same things uh, that you do from the words that you use to describe the business. And so um, I run experiments every day to kind of answer key questions. And sometimes I don't get, um, we're talking earlier on about kind of the long-term vision against the short-term um, achievement and being able to validate something short-term. I always had the long-term vision of what the business would look like, how it would work in my head, but all of it's had to be validated because it's only as good as the validation. I can believe something's the case, but that doesn't help turn it into a viable business. Um, and so the experiments, I've got a pile of paper in my office, which is um, it's every experiment I've ever run. It's a copy of all of the versions of the canvases of the framework of the tools in one pile, because if I've had a bad day, <laughs> right. um, like I'm making progress, I'll just go and look at the pile of paper and think, you know what, when I started, the floor was empty. Yeah. Now it's kind of three foot high and, you know, yeah. I, I can see the progress I'm making, but it also stops me from going too far without validating that what I'm doing is actually going to contribute towards the achievement of the ultimate vision. Mm. Um, and I did some work recently where I actually set out what the ultimate vision of the business looks like. And I showed it to somebody that has known the business, you know, in some detail for, for a number of years. And there was just silence and they said, Oh, that's, that's kind of not, not how I envisaged it. It's much bigger than their perception of the business because they'd not seen all of the connecting uh, lines that made the picture much bigger than all of the individual parts of it. Uh -huh. So I think, you know, that can be um, discouraging sometimes when you you have this vision and people are only seeing a very small part of it and they're dismissing what you're doing because they don't see everything else that's behind it. And dealing with that is, you know, one of the challenges of being an entrepreneur. It's one of the challenges of doing something like this, which is, you know, kind of not the industry standard. Right. Um, so you, you get, you get, you know, used to dealing with it. And I, I, again, I forget who said this, but it's not how many times you get knocked over. It's how many times you get up again. And if you can find a way to keep getting up and to keep continuing and finding a way to move forward, I, I kind of, I, I'm more in love with the problem now than when I started, which mm. if you told me that when I started, I would have found hard to believe because I was excited about the problem and finding a solution. But, you know, right now, right today, in the middle of everything that's going on, I'm more in love with the problem than I have ever been. And I'm also more convinced that what I'm doing will change both my industry and also help entrepreneurs to build their businesses without spending money on PR and marketing that doesn't work. And, mm. and you know, for me, that's kind of, that's exciting now. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know it's it's interesting you say that people have a have a have a issue with the way you're doing it, but also because you're a trailblazer, you really don't have to worry about what they have to say anyway, uh, because it's your it's your way and you're trailblazing and you're you're discovering and you're experimenting, and that I think is really what the true essence of entrepreneurship is about. Um, Lyndon, Lyndon, by the way, <coughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, is my my. Uh, 
uh, my colleague in regards to uh, uh, shows uh, on uh, and projects, et cetera, in, in Startup Canada. And um, Lennon is the host of Startup Chats, which is a, uh, a um, I'm going to say a a, a movement of of education, value, and engaged conversation that is really, really taking the uh, the entrepreneurial ecosystem by storm. Can you talk about uh, a startup chats to us, and you know what do you do as the host, and what's the value that people should tune in and uh, and learn from from the journey yeah. that you're taking them on? I mean, uh, so I've been involved as a participant for years, and so this year, um, you know, Victoria and the team asked me if I would if I would host it, um, which mm. is basically just getting you know the conversation started and and kind of you know asking questions. I mean, everybody that knows me knows that I like to ask a lot of questions, and it's the journalist in me that I always ask questions that people don't tend to want to answer. Uh, but it's kind of getting you know people talking, and I mean, I'm always amazed at just how many people turn up and how much insight there is, you know, from Canadian entrepreneurs, you know, in particular, but we get people participating from all around the world. And it's just a, a vehicle for sharing knowledge. And you know, if you have something that you want to learn, typically there's going to be a, a startup chats on that topic within kind of you know, the, the quarter or every six months because we tend to cycle around because the nature of uh, these things changes. Um, you can come, you can learn from other people, you can ask questions, you can contribute and, you know, always encourage people to bring, you know, their knowledge to the chats. If the, the chat is on something that they know, you know, better than the average entrepreneur, bring it, come and teach us how to do what you do, you know, better. Um, so that at least then we, we have this collective knowledge uh, amongst Canadian entrepreneurs. So um, it's every Wednesday and Friday between 12 noon and one o'clock. And honestly, it's chaos in the best possible <laughs> way. My, I mean, the, the, the team, I, you know, I always say this, the team makes my job easy. All I do is kind of yes. monitor the conversation and I ask questions and I retweet stuff. And But, you know, the the team at Startup Canada HQ, I mean, they, they provide me with everything I need and um, answer any questions that I have. And they, they do all the hard work. I just kind of do what I enjoy, which is studying and, and kind of facilitating conversations about interesting topics with interesting people. That's if I could do only that, then that would be what I would do. Conversation is the thing that, that I don't think I could live without. So what are some, what are some uh, cool conversations topics that have uh, that you would say oh my gosh that i i even learned something off of that by being involved with the conversation oh goodness i i learned something from all of them rivers i mean you, know, you want me to pick a few goodness me no um, i want you to pick one <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there was i mean we're talking about uh, something that would seem dry um, but you know, in, in reality, it's fascinating. It's about the structure of businesses. I mean, yesterday we were talking about about you know um, uh, business continuity plans for businesses, and you know how to set it up, and what structure of business that you need, and how you decide to move from one to the other. I mean, I learned all kinds of stuff, but you know, just about you know why my business was set up the way it is, and also 
what the next logical steps are and how to do it. I mean, so there was that. Um, we were talking about banking, about you know what to look for in a in a business bank. Um, you know, w- which one. You know, what kind of accounts do you need at which point in the life of the business, and if you're doing certain things, how to raise money. I mean, you know, there are 101 ways to raise money to to kind of build and grow a business. But you know, there were new ideas in that conversation. That I thought, oh, hang on a second, I hadn't thought about that. There's you know that could be you know so there's always something i mean it's just kind of i I will always be part of them whether i'm the host or not um because the value is in conversations and you know i I flip flip your question around i don't think there's been a chat in the last four or five years however long startup chats has been going that i haven't learned something from and that makes being part of it worth the investment of an hour of my time um, because learning it another way or not knowing the information and being ignorant to the fix or the the kind of trick or the tip that somebody has would cost me far more than the time I invest in being part of the conversation. That's that's cool, dude. Um, so, uh, what's your what's you know what's your uh, what what's your vision? What's your um, crystal ball telling you as to where we're heading with entrepreneurship in uh, in in Canada? And I appreciate you've you've been you know here permanently since 2010, 2011. But I'm curious, is that, that vision, what have you seen that is happening today that wasn't happening when you first arrived on, when you first arrived on the planet, planet Canada, (laughs) when you came into town? Yeah. uh, So, I mean, Toronto's changed. The entrepreneurial ecosystem in Toronto has changed um, beyond recognition. I mean, it's where I live. It's my, my, my home base, my home uh, community. The amount of money that's coming in, the amount of um, attention that Toronto is getting is incredible. Um, so that has changed and will continue to change and evolve. We've seen the growth of AI and VR and um, those kind of technologies as well in Toronto. We're becoming known as you know, one of the, the leading um, places in the world for, for the development of technologies that use uh, those things. Uh, From a Canadian perspective, I was telling somebody about this the other day that I was involved in Startup Canada before Startup Canada was really a thing. I remember seeing the LinkedIn post that Victoria posted and kind of saying, you know, looking for volunteers to get involved and help to build this uh, community of like-minded people to support, you know, the growth of entrepreneurship in Canada. Uh, And I remember the first tour that they did. They did a tour to a, a handful of communities from coast to coast to coast. Whereas now I was looking at the map of the communities the other day and it's coast to coast to coast with an awful lot of communities in the gaps between the coasts. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's that's amazing to see. We're, we're developing a movement that's countrywide. It's not just based in the uh. large metropolitan areas. We have, you know, communities, um, you know, that are rural in kind of the uh. prairies, uh-huh. or communities that are, um, you know, obviously in the Maritimes, you know, where you are, uh-huh. um, that are exciting. They're vibrant. They're doing things that nobody else is doing. And I, so I think that's really exciting. I think that, you know, Globally, I think that the centres are changing. Um, the UK, I hear very little about the UK, and I'm sure there's stuff going on. I spent a fair bit of time there at the end of last year, and I don't see what's going on in the UK from an entrepreneurship perspective outside of London. And I think with Brexit and whatever happens, they always say, you know, build a business 
you know, during a recession. You know, recession is where you see all of the the businesses that become the next Google, the next Facebook, the next Amazon. Mm. I think that in the UK, we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a lot of businesses as Brexit kind of, well, yes. if, they ever, if they ever leave. I'm not quite sure that that's kind of clear right. right now. It's certainly having an impact on the economy. And I think we'll see a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs in the UK seeing that as a really good opportunity to start a business that will be, you know, the next household name. Very cool, dude. Very cool. We're heading uh, into the last part of this epic conversation, which I knew it would be. What's, uh, what's well, first of all, uh, comms.bar is how we find out more about your business. What about yourself? Uh, what's your LinkedIn? Do you have a LinkedIn uh, profile that you like to send people to? Yes, I think it's just LinkedIn and it's just think underscore Linden. It's the same as my Twitter mm, um, yeah. handle, I think. Um, so you can find me. I mean, there aren't many Lyndon Johnsons on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm, I'm the, he talks about rock star at the start. I'm the one with long hair. So I have the hair to be a rock star if I don't have the singing voice to be a rock star. So I'm, I'm fairly easy to find on there. Twitter, I'm always on at think underscore Linden is the business one. If you're interested in everything else in the world that I have an opinion on, then I'm just Lyndon JJ. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love conversation. If you have, you know, something you want to talk to me about, whether it's PR and marketing related or entrepreneurship related, if it's related to something else, whether it's, you know, the topics I seem to talk about a lot online right now are Trump, uh, cycling, sport. Uh, journalism, any of those things. Um, cool. you know, if you've got another topic that you want to teach me about, come talk to me about it. I will have the conversation with pleasure. <laughs> You're awesome, man. Lyndon Johnson and uh, Lyndon JJ. I love that. What's the what's the what's the middle J stand for? It's John J O N. Nice. I love it. I, I, I get asked every time I cross the border if there's a B, if I have a B as a middle initial. And I used to say no. Uh-huh. I've now started saying yes, but it's silent. And I get a few puzzled looks. But it's Lyndon <laughs> J. Johnson. That's brilliant. Well, dude, I'm giving you a high five through the airwaves. Thanks so much for being on the you. show today. Uh, keep doing uh, the, the Twitter chats that you're just doing an amazing job with that. And uh, yeah, keep on happening. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure as always. Cheers, dude. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 